Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Well, hello, everybody. It is a Saturday, a sunny Saturday. Last yeah, week was really beautiful. rainy. It's a beautiful day here in Mobile, Alabama. Might take a dip to the pool. Might take it might be a little cold, but I think it'll be pretty. Uh, who cares? All right. Well, we'd like to do a quick shout out to Spokane, Washington. Ooh. It is nice there today. It's 56 there. Mm. A little chilly. Mm. All right. Thanks so much for listening to us, Spokane, Washington. And thanks, everybody else, for listening. We appreciate it. We are now in 47 countries. No, 27 countries. 27 countries. And 476 cities. We're in Bosnia. We are in Bosnia. That's a new country. So hello, Bosnia. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Shout out to yes, so excited. All right. You can check us out at Grace in the Shadows ORG. You can text or call 251-244-4645. You can email us at Dr. Jonathan at Grace in the Shadows ORG. We do have an Etsy store, Shadows of Grace.etsy.com. You can get a coffee mug or a t-shirt that says Grace in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. Other things are there. You can also support us monthly. There's a link in our show notes. Finally, consider getting Covenant Eyes, the porn blocker, mm-hmm. on your devices. There's a link in our show notes to Covenant Eyes. And if you use our promo code GRACE1998, you'll get one month free. Mm-hmm. All right. What you got here today? Eiffel Tower was originally intended for Barcelona, Spain. Oh. The Spanish city thought the design was just too ugly. So <laughs> Gustav Eiffel yeah. pitched it to Paris, Paris instead as a temporary landmark. During 1889 International Exposition. Okay. And it stayed there. So, old Barcelona thought it was tacky. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a very pretty landmark. So, it's supposed to be temporary. Yeah. But it's still there. Queen Elizabeth II's cows slept on waterbeds. The queen had house cows? Yes. Fluffy Ooh. baby. I wonder if they were the fluffy baby Hereford char. Oh, almost had to be. Oh, well, if the queen can have house cows, surely we can have house cows, right? Of course. But we live in the city, and I don't think we can, and we're not a king and queen. So I don't think they'll let us. But maybe someday maybe. we can have a farm with water beds for our fluffy baby cows. Yes, all Yay, right. you're making fun of me. Yeah, come here, cow. <laughs> Woo. British military tanks are equipped to make tea. Hey, let's stop the war. Okay. And have some tea. Let's have a spot of tea. You know the first uh, Volkswagen Beetle Bugs? Yeah. They had coffee pots in them. Really? Yes. How'd you find that out? I saw it somewhere. Hmm. I'll have to look it up. But wouldn't that be cool to have a coffee pot? I wonder if we can get that like put in. Well, it's almost as big as the car. Well, yeah. Bugs. Well, I think I'm going to ask they somebody like if they can like put a coffee pot, <laughs> coffee pot in our in our bug. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? Our bug's bigger than the originals. Well, yeah, so maybe we can get a coffee pot. Okay, maybe. All right, okay. Okay, All right, all right. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about the temptation of Jesus. Okay, all right. In Matthew chapter Mm -hmm. 4, we see this. Um, You know, basically, it's it's interesting. Jesus had just uh, been baptized by John and started his ministry, Mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit, uh, took him right into the desert or the wilderness to be tempted by the devil 40 days and 40 nights. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it's quite interesting. It seems like whenever there's a success in our life, Satan likes to hit at high times and low times. Yes. 
I agree. We've, we've definitely had that happen. You know, it's, we, one of the biggest lies that Satan, I think tells is Mm -hmm. that he doesn't exist. And that is a scary thing because, you know, if people think that he doesn't exist then they're not realizing the power that he has over the world and over them. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, today is about that temptation. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I want to get right to that. Um, What do you think the biggest temptations are in our society? Oh, definitely um, putting ourselves first, making ourselves into a God. Oh, yeah. Um, Wealth. People want to have lots of money. Right. Um, Yeah. The sex, you know, the sex sells nowadays and Mm -hmm. everything. I mean, you can't even watch a car commercial without or a candy commercial. Even we were watching something the other night and just all the sex. So I think those just, you know, definitely power, power, sex, money, trying to make yourself into a God. Yeah, and isn't that the original yeah. temptation is that uh, God mm-hmm. does not want you to know all the information. Right. God's holding back. Did God really say Yeah. in Genesis chapter 3, mm-hmm. did he really say, you know, basically Satan's doubt God. Right. Because he knows if you eat this, you'll be like him. So if you can start doubting God, then Satan really has kind of a hold on you. Well, he does have a hold mm-hmm, on you. You mm-hmm. know, as a Christian, he can't possess you, but he can definitely mm-hmm. cause issues. And there goes the ice cream truck. <laughs> yeah, I love ice cream. <laughs> Let's go get some ice cream. Well, Matthew chapter four, one through two, we'll start mm-hmm. there, one okay. through three. Uh, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Mm. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. So we look at this and Jesus had just been baptized. Uh, the section where John baptizes him, we meet the triune God. Mm-hmm. This is one of the few times you, you see the Trinity uh, together. That doesn't mean they were apart, but, uh, you know, you have God, the father saying, this is my beloved son. Mm -hmm. You have Jesus uh, being baptized, identifying with sinners, by the way, and being baptized, uh, uh, not because he had sinned, but because he was identifying with sinners. And then you have the Holy Spirit coming down as a dove. And then he was going to start his ministry. But it says the Holy Spirit drove him to the wilderness. Right. God does not tempt us. We know that from James, Mm -hmm. but he does test us. Yeah. And there's a big difference. What's the difference? Well, tempting, you're trying to get somebody to to sin, basically, Mm -hmm. you know, testing, you're proving if you have faith to stand Mm -hmm. firm. So tempting is sinning and testing is you're standing firm or, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In the Garden of Eden, Satan went on Adam and Eve's territory. Yes, he did. Here, Jesus came to his. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, You know, Satan was the tempter. Jesus was kind of proactive with this. Right. Right. He He went to him. God knew he wasn't going to fall. Well, right. Because he's God. Yeah. True. Uh, But it was kind of like evidence of that. Mm -hmm. It was kind of validating that. Right. Right. Uh, in, In verse three, the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Mm -hmm. 
you know, the first thing is, if you are, Satan knew, knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Since you are the son of God, mm-hmm. turn these stones to bread. What was Satan challenging Jesus or tempting Jesus here? He was wanting him to show his power. He was wanting him to cheat. Yeah, true. He was hungry. Jesus, could Jesus have changed? Satan knew who he was. Oh, yeah, he did. Since you are the son of God. Yeah. He wanted him to show off. Mm -hmm. So the pride could come in and he could say, oh, look what I can do. But God's not going to do that. And Jesus is God. And so Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. It is written, Mm -hmm. man shall not live by bread alone, by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Mm -hmm. So he was denying his physical need at that time. Right. Because he was fasting Mm -hmm. to build his faith. Mm -hmm. Not that he needed it, but. Right. But it was was a validation. Mm Mm-hmm. And so he tells Satan, it is written. What does that tell us we should know? We definitely need to know the Bible because when Satan comes against us, if we can use Bible verses to say to him that the, the Bible is powerful. The Bible is the word of God and he can't argue with the word of God. You know, one of the things Jesus fed the 5,000, he fed Four thousand or three thousand, mm-hmm. and a lot of these people followed him because they wanted more bread. Right, and Jesus said over and over again, "It's not the physical bread. Mm-hmm. He wants people to eat his word." Yes. One time, he even said to eat him. Right, and the Roman Catholics, I believe, wrongly believe that that's talking about him becoming the the the, the bread and right. the wine and and the Lord's Supper. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, he says to his disciples, he wasn't talking about his physical body. Right. He was talking about eating the word of God. Yes. The spirit. We need to know it. And we need to eat it. We need yeah. to be filled with it well, because it's everlasting. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's right. I mean, those, you know, that's the scripture verse as well. So, you know, we've got to learn the scripture. We've got to know God's word. You know, it's like eating food. Mm -hmm. We have to fill our spiritual tummies. Yes, we do. Or we'll become anorexic. That is true. Yeah. And weak. Yeah. The second temptation is that the devil, verse 5, took him, Jesus, to the holy city, had him stand on the highest point of the temple. It was very high. Very high. It was, you know, 90 feet or more. Wow. It was high. Yeah. If you are, since you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. Mm-hmm. Oh, what does that say? Mm-hmm. Satan knows scripture. Yep. He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Isn't that interesting? You know, as soon as Jesus comes at him with scripture, well, he tries to turn around and twist scripture to him. Wow. That also tells me that we not only need to know Scripture, we need to know it in context, we need to know it well, Mm -hmm. and we need to rightly divide the Word of God. 
Well, just a little side note here, you know, the different cults and things like that, mm-hmm. they will twist scripture. Well, they do mm-hmm. twist scripture to say what they think it should say. And if we know the whole context of the Bible, we're not going to be swayed by that. That's exactly right. And we have to be careful. Yes. We need to not put man above God's word. Absolutely. Or traditions above God's word. True. Or popularity over God's word. Right. Yeah. We need to put God's word mm-hmm. over it all. Yes. Yeah. Very true. So Jesus replies in verse seven, it is also written, you know, you can see the sword fight come, going on. Ole. <laughs> Zorro. It is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Right. And again, the devil in verse 8 took took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. Mm -hmm. So the devil had a way Mm -hmm. of opening up a portal. I've never thought about that, but yeah, he did. Because he took him to these places. On this high mountain. Mm -hmm. Wow. And showing him all the kingdoms in the future, mm-hmm. kingdoms present. Right. Jesus could see it all. Yes, he could. And I think there's a sense here saying, skip the cross, skip right. all this pain. Yeah. Skip, skip all the trials, skip all the, you know, people are going to mock you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. They're going to make fun of you. Right. Just skip it. Yeah. Follow me and I'll, I'll give you everything. Mm. What does he say? Verse nine. All this I will give you if you bow down and worship me. Mm. And Jesus said to him, and this was a real temptation of Jesus. Oh, yeah. I often tell people it's kind of like an itch on your back that you can't scratch. Mm-hmm. You know, he could not have sinned. I believe it was impeccable. He could not. But he was very much tempted. Yeah. And in some ways that made it harder. I'm sure it did. I mean, I mean, when you think about the pain that he went through and he could have skipped all that, thank God he didn't, but he could have. Yeah. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, be gone. Mm -hmm. It is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him alone. And the devil left him and angels came and attended him. Love it. What do you think the angels did? They gave him food. They gave him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They helped him rest. I think so. Yeah, because yeah. he'd been out there for 40 days. He was weak. He was hungry, um, you know, dehydrated, and they filled his needs. Why do you think he did this? I mean, Jesus, come on. We know you're God. Why did you have to do that? He did it to show us how we can stand with him, not by ourselves, but with him against Satan. And he also showed he was real, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Hebrews chapter 4, 14 through 16, Mm -hmm. it says this. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we profess. We do not have, here it is, a high priest who is unable to sympathize Mm -hmm. with our weaknesses. We have one who was tempted in every way Mm -hmm. that we are yet without sin. So let us then approach him Uh, the throne of grace with confidence Mm -hmm. so that we may receive mercy and find grace in our time of need. Yeah. That that's showing us that we can be confident in clinging to him and standing against Satan with him because he went through those very things himself. And, you know, it's so good to, to be able to point back to that and see that 
and see how Jesus was able to overcome Satan and his temptations. So it shows if we stand for him, with him, that we can do the same. You know, and he doesn't understand sin because he never sinned. Right. I hear people try to say that, and uh, he understands temptation. Right, right. Um, in 1 Corinthians ten thirteen, the Apostle Paul, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says, There has no temptation taken you, but as such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, mm-hmm. but what will with temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. We cannot say that God is tempting us. No, we can't. He will always give us a way out. Yes, he will. And we it's we, it's important for us to take that way out. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's not always easy. No, it's not easy. No, it's not. No, you said that, Marla, like it's so easy. It's not easy at all. No. We I have mean, people out there like, oh, no, come on. Yeah, no, it's not easy. It's hard. Um but if we remember, if well, first of all, we have to be his. Yep. We have to be a Christian. We have to have accepted him as our personal Lord and Savior. Yep. But once we have that, we have him and he will never leave us or forsake us. Sometimes we kind of move away, but he never moves away. He stands firm there with us. Um, it's the sin that comes that, that causes us to feel like he's not there, but he's always there with us. And it's important for us to stay prayed up. It's important for us to stay in God's word. So we feel that we have, so we feel like we have him, even though we do. Does that make sense? No, that's exactly right. Yeah. James 1, 13 through 15 tells us where sin comes from. Yeah. Uh, when tempted, no one should say God is tempting me mm-hmm. for God cannot be tempted by evil. Right. Nor does he tempt anyone. So we cannot say God's doing that. Mm-hmm. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away. It yes. gives an idea of just, you know, being lured, <laughs> like a fishing lure. Right. <laughs> away by their own evil desires and enticed. Then after desires conceived, like a pregnancy, mm-hmm. it gives birth to sin. And sin, full growth, gives birth to death. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Before we're saved, you know, the world has us. Yeah. And the world tells people, and I know this because of my background, mm-hmm. before I was a Christian, people would try to say, are you, you know, you, you know, do you, what do you think? Is God going to let you go into his heaven? <laughs> and I'd say, well, I'm not that bad of a person. Right. Or, or I don't need Jesus. I mean, he's a good guy and everything. And mm-hmm. I love, you know, you're, you know, I, I'd say something like, you're just as good as the, I'm just as good as the next guy, my neighbor. Right. Yeah. Or I'm okay, or I haven't murdered anyone. And that's, you know, that's the world trying to, you know, earn the salvation that we can't earn. And Satan has you there. Yes, he does. So he doesn't, he doesn't accuse you. Right. Once, yeah, if he's got you. So you're just kind of, I'm a good guy. I mean, I'm, you know, (laughs) my neighbor next door, I'm about as good as he is. Right. Jesus is just all right with me. That's a song. Yes, it is a song. I'm just a good old guy. I'm okay. You know, I haven't murdered anyone. Right. But after you become a Christian, after you get saved, Mm -hmm. this comes. Yeah. You know, come on into sin. You're forgiven. Mm -hmm. You're forgiven. You know, God forgives you. You're just so (laughs) nice. Just a little sin. Right. And you fall into it. Yeah. 
And then he says, you are no good. Right. Look at you, you horrible sinner. <laughs> so if you're wrestling with your salvation and you're having these situations, then you wouldn't wrestle with your salvation if you didn't have it. Right. Well, this is what he does. He plays mind games. He can't take your soul. No. But he can certainly take your peace. And he can take your witness because no. if you fall into the temptation with him, yeah. Look at your sins, Marla. <laughs> you committed in your past. Mm. You mm. still mess up. How could God love you? Right. I mean, isn't that what he does? Yes, it is. So, you know, where does this come from? How do we know Satan is the accuser? Well, it says it in God's word. Yeah. Revelation. We know in Revelation, I believe it's chapter uh, <laughs> chapter 10. Okay. It says that he is the accuser of the brethren. Mm -hmm. That he goes around. Here it is. Revelation chapter 12. I told you wrong. Oh. Oh, my. I need to repent. Uh, repent. It says, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now have come the salvation, the power, the kingdom of our God, the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accused them before our God day and night has been hurled down. Mm. He accuses the brothers and sisters. That's Christians. Right. And he accuses God. Yes. How arrogant. Right. Absolutely. So what do we do to get right with God? I mean, you know, Jesus is more than just our right with me. Mm -hmm. okay? How do we get right after we're saved and we're struggling and we fall? And what does 1 John 1, 8 through 10 say, right? Mm -hmm. It says, if we say we're without sin, mm -hmm. we deceive ourselves. Right. Truth is not in us. But if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us. us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness. And so Satan will play mind games. I think the temptation, God will test us mm -hmm. to make us stronger. He will convict us. But once we confess, we move forward. Right. And stick up that no fishing sign. No fishing. Mm -hmm. No fishing. Anything you want to add? No. Um, we just need to be very careful and staying close to Jesus because when we're close to him, um, it just it helps us to overcome those temptations, those tests rather, um, in an easier well, manner. Well, temptation too. Right. Than if we mm -hmm. were not close to him. Because when we move away from him, he never moves. It's us that's moved. And yes. it's it's harder to to face those temptations, to face those tests when we've moved away. So we need to stay close to him. We need to continue to pray. We need to read God's word. We need to know God's word. So when Satan comes at us, we have God's word to say back to him. And so when he's taking things out of context, we're realizing he's taking it out of context and we can say, no, no, nope, that's not right. This mm -hmm. is what it really means. So we need to stay in God's word. We need to stay in prayer. We need to to hold on to him. Romans chapter eight says, who will bring a accusation or charge against mm -hmm. God's elect? Right. You know, and nothing can separate you from love God. Nothing. So, and, and I think Paul's thinking, matter of fact, I know he is one of the, you know, of the spiritual accusations. Yes. Yeah. Well, I hope everyone has a good win. I think later on, we're going to take a dip <laughs> and get some rays. Yeah. And, uh, get some sun. 
And I hope you guys have a great win and keep the Lord first. And remember that God can take your mess, turn to a message for his glory or your good. Bye-bye.